Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. A big one. It's a milestone. It's come to this. For sure. It's Absolutely. come to this. Hey, it's come to this. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. We've been talking about doing some kind of Jackie Chan movie since oh, yeah. like the beginning. Now, there's been big things that have interrupted it, like a Brandon Lee movie. <laughs> so, you know, we had it's to like, get that Brandon Lee in there. It's first. been put, put behind some important things along the way, but like yeah. we finally got there. And it's it's a big one. Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. This is, I think, most everybody we know, like their introduction to Jackie Chan. In America. That's a, yeah. yeah. I mean, anybody who, anybody over here that knew about Jackie Chan was watching Jackie Chan movies was on a different wavelength maybe than almost everybody Maybe else. some cool kids were, yeah. But I'm me, sure it was happening. As, a, as a 12, 13-year-old? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't catch the super cop. This was your, yeah, you were getting those bootlegs in Chinatown. <laughs> this uh, this was, I'm assuming, your introduction yeah. to Jackie Chan. Yeah. I whether it came right before this or right after this, I remember on the the MTV Movie Awards they gave like some big lifetime achievement. I don't know if that was a regular thing mm. at the Movie Awards. I didn't Probably know if they had a rich history of awarding lifetime achievements, but. They showed like a six-minute highlight video of Jackie Chan movies, this guy who I'd never heard of before. And yeah. it's incredible. Seeing it all together like that, there is nobody more highlight real than this. It's like when you see Buster Keaton for the first time, your brain right. kind of breaks. Like, but that's old. How did he? Yeah. That's impossible. Maybe I saw that too because I, I know before seeing Rumble in the Bronx, I knew or had been told who Jackie Chan was and yeah. why he was a big deal. That he did his own stuff. The legend came fast. Yeah. Suddenly we all knew so who maybe, Jackie Chan. Maybe the I real saw Gabo that. of nineteen ninety five. But yeah, it was all it was like, Oh man, you gotta see this Rumble in the Bronx. It's Jackie Chan. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the guy who does his own stunts. He made it. How do I know He's that? He's finally here. <laughs> Suddenly we were it's like this thing we were all expecting. Yeah. We all knew about. Oh. Like it, yeah, like suddenly, like Roberto Benigni in '97. It's like I guess people were they were clamoring. <laughs> people wanted this. Suddenly, everybody knew about Jackie Chan. I was fortunate. I knew nothing. Yeah, I didn't know anything. We got the we rented this from the video store, so I saw it. Yeah, didn't see it in the theaters, but no. But this after this hit the states and was you know boom new star. They started putting out all of his yeah. <laughs> old movies. So movies with really like 1989 fashion were just like I did get to see Super Cop. Right, because that they was just one all... that came through, and uh, yeah, Drunken Master. Sure, they would then show. But yeah, I think like, I saw like every one of them afterwards in the theater. It was yes, like, like five years later, they like, they were just showing them. Jackie just... Chan's first strike. Jackie Chan's nice guy. Jackie Chan's. It was like anything with Jackie Chan. I mean, you can't do that. That doesn't happen now. No. And it's been a while There's, since I've seen a Chan, a Jackie Chan movie now. It's been about 20 years probably since I've seen Rumble in the Bronx. It's been wow. a while. Yeah. So I mean, uh, happy to report of, still kicks ass. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Jackie Chan, cool stuff. Good. good cool guy. Good on a movie. Yeah. It's a this, good movie. But to fully cross over, you like, you know, it's one thing seeing Supercop once you know like the myth the yeah. legend of jackie chan you see they're all so cool the stunts are endless the injuries are real right mm -hmm. but to like fully bridge over to cross over you gotta like film in america <laughs> right and this was this big american yeah, film you're crossing yeah. over you don't go to like tucson no you don't hit up the midwest you know you go to the city. You go to the Big Apple. Yeah, it's right? not Rumble in Des Moines. No, <laughs> Rumble in Duluth. <laughs> no, nope. we're skipping the top of the country, right? Yeah, you go to you go to the the city, it's right? Going to the, the Manhattan. Big Apple. You know, you think of movies where well, you, the like, Bronx. You always hear. <laughs> you know, we go everywhere. We go to the Meatpacking District, East Village. You know, you just get that sense. You go. It's stupid. 
you hear people talk about like New York movies, you know, Scorsese. Mm-hmm. You think <laughs> in New York, you think like Mean Streets. Sure. You know, Taxi Driver, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. think Woody, Marty, right? You're thinking the French Connection. You know, those movies that just... Wall Street. Yeah, right? Yeah, they just feel <laughs> New York, right? Even, you know, you, Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Right? Just You just feel Big the time. city, right? The city's alive. And, you know, the dregs, man. Cross 110th Street. Yeah, those are some New York locations, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you go big for your crossover movie, you want that authenticity. <laughs> you want that like energy that the big city provides. And this just like puts you right in the middle of it. This is, this is like right in NYC. This is the real deal here. Yeah, it's like classic NYC. Play. Boogie down Bronx. Hard, right? It's <laughs> hard. You can't recreate that feeling of New York City on film. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just everywhere. You'd be a fool to try. Yeah, it's stupid, right? Like, why even pass it off? What's so dumb? Like, you can't do it. If you're going to put Bronx in the title, I better be seeing the Bronx. You are getting the authentic Bronx flavor throughout this whole movie. Which it is just adds yeah. to everything. It just, like, bleeds in to, like, every little bit of the screen, mm-hmm. right? Just fills it. Speaking of the screen, we got, we got that widescreen laser disc hookup. To we watch did. Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, this is on my, uh, my Jackie Chan Laserdisc collection. This is a special screening. I've got about man. half a dozen Jackie Chan movies on the disc. Damn. Super Cop's one of them. Uh, yeah, and Rumble in the Bronx, widescreen edition. Man, we're breaking Looks out the good. old TV. Yeah, we were stretching that, zooming in, yeah. getting that full 4 3. Getting that real digital <laughs> look. <laughs> yeah. Getting that almost pixelated, but not quite. <laughs> Just smooth enough to make it. I mean, it was perfect. I, the first time the I saw 420 resolution. <laughs> after so after seeing that you know MTV Movie Awards featurette, you know alongside big winners Speed, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I I mean I went to the video store looking for Jackie Chan. There were dozens, didn't we all? Dozens of movies, yeah, that were way less accessible than. <laughs> Like the ones that were played in American cinemas. There's some pretty rough looking stuff from the late 70s, early 80s. And I'm assuming I was not the only kid out there now going out and looking for it. Mm-hmm. But the first time I saw Rumble in the Bronx was at somebody's birthday party in the brightest sunlight through the street, <laughs> through like the sliding glass door part of the day in a room with like 12 other <laughs> people oh, at various levels. of like. But everybody is watching some of these scenes. They're unforgettable the first time you see Jackie Chan's stunts. Yeah, to actually see him in action is still like, holy shit. Yeah, I How mean, did we, they do that? It, it really, uh, yeah, it, that stuff, it looks uh, so natural. It's obviously so choreographed to a T, but uh, he is so good at looking like he's fully panicked <laughs> while he's fighting. He it's doesn't look like a guy who's in control. He's the perfect kind of just... Uh, believable uh, guy who doesn't want to fight, but will take you out pretty quickly if he has to. I don't think the comparison should sound ridiculous. Uh, one guy's more of an athlete, you could say, but it's the same likability and charisma that like Johnny Knoxville mm. has. Jackie Chan is capable of more physical things than Johnny Knoxville, but that look on his face before a bull flips him like onto his shoulder is that same where Jackie Chan's just like, oh, that jump looks farther <laughs> than he thought. That jump's bigger. Yeah. You know, we've the direct video '80s action era is something we praise all the time because that's where like some real crazy stunts were going. Mm-hmm. That's where the Spiro Rosados of the world, but. You never got when Spiro's house jumps out of a second story building on a blind jump over a van. Like, we weren't seeing his face with that same Jackie Chan, like, <laughs> like jaw clenched, slow motion. Like, you get to see a guy take a big fall, but Jackie was like, this was all real time. The stuff he does in this is just right off the bat, too. Like, it's so quick and it's so just like impressive from the first fight. And then it just keeps getting bigger and he's. Jumping out of a truck that's fallen over the parking garage and oh man, really broke his ankle on the hovercraft scene. That's the obvious <laughs> trivia. You see, this is a this is a movie of him just getting hurt. Yeah, the the yeah. 
The guys it's a rumble. on the opposite. It is a huge rumble. <laughs> it's deep on. in like the the heart of the Bronx. Yeah. Right? And you know you're there. Just like you are you are in there alive. Yeah. I would hate to be one of these stunt doubles and the thugs that get beat up by Jackie Chan because these hits hit hard the whole time. And you know he's taking shots to the ribs. Mm-hmm. He's getting his fingers pinched, smacking oh, yeah. his head on everything. They go out of their way to show you at the end. Yeah, people got fucked up. Oh, that was like the we best part people. of Jackie Chan movies. Yeah. Like When I started going to see him in the theaters, the five minutes of just bloopers at the end were the best things. I mean, this was... This is what five years before Jackass and guys mm-hmm. just showing the the when they don't go quite correctly. Right? That's funny. A lot of the ga- a lot of the gang members in this movie reminded me of Jackass. <laughs> I... Right, like this uh, the uh, yeah. If you want to talk about authentic New York, yeah, this, this Bronx gang with their zebra print and leopard print and you like a gang to Native American it. character and uh, jazz guy and <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Zubaz Ch- Chicano guy that's actually a black guy it's like a couple people from Godspell uh, yeah Luis Guzman is in there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one guy says dinero when they do a cash exchange so it feels very diverse it is it's like a real melting pot real NYC gang they're in like dune buggies Oh, yeah, the dirt bikes and the dune buggies. You know, I bet that it's real easy for people to laugh when the dune buggies come up. But by the end, these guys, these goofs, yeah, these roust about, these classic New York City characters. Uh, welcome to New York. Right? I'm walking here. It's like just coming off of this movie, right? Hey, I'm dune right? buggying over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got this kind got of Christmas lights on my thing here. It's like it, if when they made Streets of Fire, they're like, make him look like they're in the audience for Kiss Unplugged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one guy's doing a money drop, and he's clearly like not Gene Simmons, but a Gene Simmons type. Exactly. Gene Simmons doing his, you know, uh all his, his acting. It's like a Halloween costume of Gene Simmons. Like yeah. that the the the, the, the Thugs are all a Halloween costume. Yeah. They right off the, the rack. They all look like the guy from Slumber Party Massacre 2. They're like just inches yes. away from being more uh, David Lee Roth. Yeah. Which, welcome. Or the guy the guy who really looked like Steve-O with the, like, the, the greased up hair. <laughs> yeah. That guy just looked like he came out rage. of a cartoon. I really grew to like this gang. This gang was a bunch of weirdos. It felt except the Angelo, end, right? You never like Angelo. Angelo, <laughs> classic New York City guy. Hey, right? He must have been a local. Glad they just found him on the street. These all these guys are locals. Yeah, they that's had a to thing. Be these guys were authentic like authentic New York guys. That's why they had that look. That's why they had that juice. Hey, I'm Angelo. You know? <laughs> yeah, you got it. It's like that guy is Angelo from down the way. This feels so new. York. <laughs> and you know, I like how we get a lot of good dialogue where every conversation ends with somebody going, "Okay." <laughs> the first 45 minutes, it's not clear that anybody quite is just like, "If you say so." If you think about it, there's really no reason for this movie to exist. This is a guy who flies in for his uncle's wedding and just doesn't leave. Just stays in the Bronx. I mean, obviously, it's got an appeal to it, but you move from out, you know, potato way into the Bronx. It's a life-changing thing. Mm-hmm. It's the city that never sleeps. You said, yeah, the city's alive. Yeah. It's almost like the city was its own character in this movie. You could, you actually could say that. <laughs> I think that is, that is actually appropriate. Yeah. You know, when, you know, like this, the staircase in whatever happened to Baby Jane. It's its own formidable, oppressive force, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. You get a movie like set this deep in the toughest city in the world, right? And you feel that. It's hard not to feel (laughs) that coming through in the action. And that's just one of the things, you know, that energy and the way the gang members go, yo, que pasa? (laughs) It's that like, uh, you feel like, yeah, it's like this is a like Puerto Rican guy and Mm. this is, you know, you just Mm -hmm. feel it, right? And and also all those guys got beat up constantly. <laughs> those guys took beatings. This is one of the few movies where it actually the the bad guys just go like, okay, st- okay, stop. <laughs> they end we had scenes. They, st- they shut it down. <laughs> they they, go, they let them like go. walk out of their fortress, and they're all on their feet. They're all like holding parts, but they're just like, just go, just go, man. All right, just walk Jesus. out. All right. And he's just like, 
I just don't agree with what you guys are doing. They're like, all right. God. Yeah. <laughs> I love the the dubbed stuff. So when, I, when we rented this, I was told this was an American-made film. So when, well, it, when it's dubbed, that threw me for a loop. I remember being a kid being like, well, that's not, they're not really talking. That's dubbed. <laughs> but those people are speaking English, but I still think it's dubbed. I think that was my first like uh, experience with uh, the whole cast speaking different languages right. and it all being dubbed. And it all just being done afterwards. Yeah, yeah once, yeah, I wasn't watching zombie and other right. Italian horror movies Italian where everybody's yet. speaking four languages in one scene. <laughs> and yeah, so I wasn't, I mean, again, this was at a Sunday afternoon birthday party yeah there's i don't think any of us were expecting the levels of uh this kind of movie now, nobody had ever seen dubbing like this in yeah. a movie we were 14 mm-hmm. nobody had ever seen fights like this in a movie i was gonna say too this might be my might have been like one of my first kung fu situations i mean because i don't think sure. we were like renting bruce lee movies when i was a kid were you renting like late 80s fighting tournament movies well like that's best what... of the best or <laughs> blood well, sport you know i was a karate kid <laughs> That you know, we the Karate Kid movies were what were on in my house. Makes sense. So I was swank, very used to. Uh, this is pre swank. <laughs> pre swank. This is uh, OG. Not your copy of swank. OG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what my first like fighting movie is, but it's probably like some like it's probably something stupid like sidekicks. Well, it's like <laughs> the Chuck Norris. Are we gonna Jonathan count like the Brandis. Power Rangers or something? Yeah, it's sure. Like... <laughs> this stuff was starting to seep over, right? Yeah. We didn't know Jackie Chan yet, but we were Kung Fu was always uh, told to us as like a cool thing. Through this point, there's the there was Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles, sure, yeah. I was very aware of the ninja karate side, but the the brawling, the rumble of the Kung Fu. They wanted to keep the kids clear of the rumble. Yeah, they didn't want kids to learn that you could rumble. Yeah, all my fighting was like very much in a circle with rules and a referee. They went... Uh, this was on the streets. Yeah. You know, you, you got to have rules. And the Bronx, the rules were as yet as to be established. <laughs> Jackie Chan came into town to set some rules. He did. Don't ride on my uncle's car. <laughs> and, you know, but you're seeing these gang members and they all look authentic. They got like their Walkman. Mm-hmm. They got their like neon bike shorts and like their Nintendo Power Gloves. <laughs> you just feel it, right? Yeah, the patterns and uh, the loud colors, that was all very appropriate. Very gang-like. Yeah. Very 1990 Bronx. What you would Bronx. see in the yeah, 90s <laughs> yeah. Bronx. 1990 Bronx Warriors pictured a very similar level of <laughs> uh, bedazzled gang members. So I'm starting to think there are a lot of areas of the Bronx that I have not seen. I'm kind of Yeah, now that you say that, it's like maybe there is always like one guy in every Bronx gang that's dressed like a Native American. Like maybe, maybe, yeah. It's what do been, I know? It's been documented a lot on film at this point, <laughs> more than other things that I know are true. So I have to, I have to, yeah, I have to admit, you know, I don't know, I can't speak to the level of authenticity presented in Rumble of the Bronx, where it would rank compared to something authentic like the Warriors, mm-hmm. right? Something real, like some more of like a documentary feel yeah. <laughs> for all the gangs, yeah. but like Escape from New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like, you know, (laughs) lifelike. And, uh, you know, shot on... Yeah, you get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, cinema. And But I do appreciate how this gang has all kind of their own personal looks within the set parameters of what our undefined thing is. Mm -hmm. They all kind of hit a good note with it, but all felt like they were in the same gang. Nobody was there just in, like, leopard print. You're just like, who's this guy? They were all they were all different, but all fit with the gang. Right. There wasn't like a guy in a powdered wig or something. Where it's like, right. Just, no, uh, no, I don't no. know this. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no dress code, but you kind of know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it's a vibe you pick up at their parties. And after a while, once they kept continued taking tons of beatings, but importantly, nobody ever really dies. Yeah. So they just keep coming back to get beaten new ways. Started to really like the Dune Buggy gag. They really felt way more of like a George Miller kind of vibe, especially once they started doing dangerous car stunts. Yeah, they uh, yeah, they definitely have that Mad Max vibe to them. Once the one guy was, once they were hitting wine bottles, teeing them off their Ooh, heads with man. a baseball bat, that's set danger. Now that's I, crazy. I remember being a kid watching this and feeling real 
anxiousness or dread or whatever you would call it when this gang was coming around. Like yeah. When, when they're hassling the lady at the store and then when, man, when they get him in that in that alley, I, I remember being scared. <laughs> sure. I was like. You would have been 10, I was like, 11 years old, it, right? Right. It's what it, well, it's like, you know, when you're watching pro wrestling, you're like, oh, no, my favorite guy is about to get the shit beat out of him. <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of feeling of like, <laughs> oh, no, they're going to hurt Jackie. <laughs> he, he's already climbed some uh, impossible like chain link fences at this point by the time he gets trapped in that alley and we're all doing the math in our heads saying like i don't know this alley's too wide to like ping pong ball (laughs) off either so i've seen him do some crazy things at this point but what more could he do then when they start teeing off wine bottles that's crazy that's cool that's a very inventive way to not just have them like beat him up yeah, like that's menacing. Them hitting wine bottles with baseball bats and it smashing around him and cutting him up. And let me tell you, I'm pretty good. I'm last I checked, I'm good at hitting a baseball. I wouldn't feel confident if I was hitting a wine bottle off your head. <laughs> yeah, those guys go <laughs> like full William Tell. On I will that. confidently line a double into right center, but if your head was <laughs> a part of this equation, I would suddenly be second guessing my uh, yeah. bat to ball skills. And there are several different people that take a bottle off the head. The person changes. They this, kept finding new people. This to do was this. not the first time this gang had done this. And those bottles were getting hit hard. Yeah, there were uncut shots of that bottle getting hit with a bat and flying well, straight Jackie at Jackie's Chan. head. The, yeah, I have to believe those were real bottles smashing him up. Those, they were smashing right next to his <laughs> face against a brick wall. He took. Take a bottom of a wine bottle to the face at 85 miles per hour? What? <laughs> they're slugging those bottles. And they're just like, he can't get insured. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Who in their right minds would? I don't care how nice a guy is, this guy is a liability. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing they get multiple days of shooting done on his sets. Do you know how expensive yeah. it is to film in New York City? <laughs> And your star is Even jumping the off of rooftops. That jump from a rooftop onto a, a stairwell. Incredible. That was intense. I right mean, after the truck full of the pink balloons goes flying. Mm, Love that bit. The supermarket bouncy balls uh, spilling off the, the parking garage shop. Great epic. shot. This is a pretty epic movie. Yes. Uh, and it's one of those where I remember, yeah, Again, it's so funny that like this was a real standout rental. Like, oh, he, we got it. <laughs> yeah, we've been wanting this one and watching it, just being like, oh man, they're gonna put that guy in a wood chipper. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> this movie's filled with stuff that I had never seen before. Right? I didn't yeah. know these kind. If we were lucky enough to see, there were good stunt movies, but I never saw this much actual people being put in real danger, palpable danger. Mm-hmm. Throughout a bunch of the run, there's a lot of people coming real close to getting run up and under by the biggest hovercraft I have ever seen. Hovercraft scene is epic. They knew to build the hovercraft scene, but jeez, all the all the stuff with the stunt bikes and stuff, it's like him having it go through his legs and seeing at the end the one girl on the bike taking a header after going over the cars and stuff. It's, like, it's so funny. Like, there's so many huge, huge stunts that then all the regular stunts that would be impressive in any other movie are just kind of like, man, that's cool. All right. But he, you don't realize it's like, yeah. Jackie is such a smart filmmaker and knew how to build the action through the movie. You know, he knew how to pace out all of these different things. So it does kind of lead you along with him doing more and more crazy and even comedic stuff. The shot of him getting pressed against a <laughs> like concrete wall by a truck. And he's running down the side while a truck is scraping off him. He makes things look like there is no margin for error. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looked, I don't know how they did that scene without him <laughs> just getting roughed up next to a truck. Yeah, very carefully or. This guy once. is bruised and beaten throughout this thing. Yeah, even with. They say, oh, the famous ankle break. Like, how is. They're not just worse things on every film than an ankle break. Like, can you believe he broke his ankle? Probably. He jumped 27 feet off of that roof <laughs> onto concrete. So, well, yeah, an ankle injury is probably uh, yeah, right. expected at this point. Well, and, yeah, he has those big injuries that you see at the end credits. Like, he's taking a hit every day. 
Like yeah. you said, yeah. Whether it's the pinball machine or the shopping cart or the ladder or the any number of props, the refrigerator bit that he does. I'm a I'm a big uh, MacGyver fan. <laughs> mm. And first season MacGyver is Richard Dean Anderson doing every cool stunt himself that would end up going in the MacGyver like opening theme. Right. And then the rest of MacGyver was him like with bad back and foot injuries. <laughs> <laughs> just like but you'd see that opening theme, it's just him like falling off a helicopter. It's like, man. MacGyver's yeah. got this. <laughs> Jackie Chan on all the outtakes. It's just him getting progressively more and more hurt as filming goes on. I mean, the last Jackass movie, you know they just got together. and Like, all right, we got five days out here. We're stacking up these things. And so through every shot, there's just like these big purple bruises on like oh. neck, on their inner thighs. They're all, Knoxville's like walking super stiff. You know, they're all, they've all had their dicks mashed. Like, it's been a tough four days. And yeah, Jackie Chan, I I don't know what level he was filming these stunts in order. Yeah. What what happened there, but man, the just, action is on the screen. Just the idea of where it's like, well, this is what I do for a living. I just injure myself to be on film. Yeah. That's, uh, hats off to him, man. I I salute To make it that look work. this good. Because that's never something I'd be interested in because, doing. Because this is, I mean, this is Buster Keaton. Yeah. He got an honorary Oscar for this. And that's a good thing. You know, it took him a long time to start using these honorary Oscars to do the, like, we fucked up. Mm. Or mm-hmm. we, or really, like, there's no way to, there's no traditional award that he fits into. There's no Oscar for stunt coordination, which is right. stupid. Very stupid. Seems like that would have been the one where they invent the award for that. Seems if, like that would have happened hundred years ago. If they right? can, if they can do it for Rick Baker, surely when Jackie Chan is filming in the Bronx doing these stunts, we yeah. Could, we I mean, could. if you have a makeup award, stunt direction and choreography feels very important yeah. comparatively. So there was never an award for him. So giving a guy like this an honorary Oscar, yes, because. Mm-hmm. Any actor that can make this much highlight reel footage of things that he's committed to film, guess what? That's that's the biggest guy ever. Yeah. That's the biggest legend. Like, did he get it the same year that Lynch got the honorary award? Or Around that That was when they the started giving it to the coo- to all the cool people, yeah. right? Yeah. 2017, somewhere in there, when but, they really started doing good. Yeah. Just, uh, man. Yeah. Going back and watching it now after so many years, it's like, so fun. I love... I love Angelo. The truth is, I love Angelo. I'd watch a whole movie about Angelo. When he shows up in his Pirates of Penzance (laughs) ensemble with the high-waisted pants and that striped shirt, how could you not be Team Angelo? Like I said, these thugs who say things like, you loser, (laughs) have so much individual personality. Like They were all given their own choices. Like, all right, here's your set parameters. Do your own thing within that. And then that... Angelo ran with it. Angelo ran. Yeah, and Jackie Chan's wearing those like high waisted, light wash jeans with the belt and the that like a, kind of sleeveless like snake pliskin shirt. Yeah, is it like sweat wicking? Oh yeah, what is that? Getting, right, it's like a wetsuit top. Yeah, you know, it's just like <laughs> I like to think that he he has fewer and fewer clothes throughout the movie because they all get ruined. <laughs> yeah, like he either just bleeds through them all. Like you don't see that outfit again. <laughs> Where he gets roughed up by the truck, he's like, "Well, this thing's shredded." He needs to be wearing tough skins. So he's, he's basically down to his like, yeah, gym he's clothes. Out here in denims. <laughs> his denims don't are gonna. He's out in windbreakers. Yeah, like, Jackie, come on. You know, if guy works a barbed wire match, and you see a little bit of like padding under his shirt, like, well, okay, sure, right? We're not crazy. Jackie's out here in just sneakers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just this, yeah. I feel like this movie should have been like sponsored by Levi's because yeah, those things get shown off. Yeah, a lot no, of a lot looks, of jeans surviving. He looks good in those rough jeans. Stuff. That's true. <laughs> um, we get like a wheelchair wheels kind of character. Oh, Danny! Danny! I always we- forget about Danny. <laughs> Poor, like uh. he has some lines. Danny's got some weird line reads. So, Danny, I don't know if, if he was like harmed or helped by dubbing. I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure. I don't. The kids, they the things they have this kid say are are like kind of off. Well, he does want to hook up his older sister and Jackie Chan. Yeah. And he gives them the, like, she's pretty with yeah. the eye raising. She was, but this kid was pushing yeah. it weird. 
She was. She even undressed you. All right. Who's this kid? Who's this guy rolling through? But it was whoever did the dubbing when he's kind of (laughs) like, they nailed it. That is how a kid whines. Every time he's like, my sister's got diamonds. (laughs) (laughs) The kid was a little shit about those diamonds, though. He's doing his best. Yeah, man. He didn't know the diamonds were in his old wheelchair cushion seat. My cushion. (laughs) Don't destroy my cushion. Like how much of that was on the page? How much was like, not my cushion. (laughs) I like how that he's like, my new cushion. (laughs) That cushion was a big deal. Yeah. Danny doesn't get much. It was a full like body pillow. Danny's so dumb that he's playing the game (laughs) gear without a game in it. Yeah. Come on, guys. Danny's the Franklin. The one thing not (laughs) authentic about this movie was the Game Gear. The Game Gear? You don't think the kids of the Bronx were playing the Game Gear? Well, there was no game in it. It was a big mistake. Dude. Big mistake. You see the neighborhood. It's tough. You got to use your imagination growing up in NYC. I guess so. Right? You see so much action on the streets in New York. You know, your Game Gear is like your reality at that point. Mm. Yeah. You don't need a game. The world that Danny's coming up in. Well, I know when you ride the subways, you kind of want to act a little crazy. So pretending to play a Game Gear without a game in it might just be enough where people are like, all right, avoid that guy. A rule of New York (laughs) is that you fight the first person you see (laughs) so they know to not take advantage of you. And that's in every location you go to. All the boroughs. Yeah, everywhere. You have to (laughs) reconfirm your authenticity. And that's why, you know... (laughs) If you go from one to the other, you got to do another fight. If you go into Queens. You know, like when, you know, The Sopranos is so good because you you get all those inner workings in New Jersey. You get the inner suburbs. You know, you get you get those characters with the bellies that stick out impossibly far. And you can see the thugs in this movie are just like dripping with New York. Yeah. None of them seem like East Croatian. Or just from this weird Gary Larson alternate universe. <laughs> they, have, they, they all seem really <laughs> like New I'm York, always, right? I'm always fascinated that you never see the same people in Jackie Chan movies. Where did they get anybody How in many this? people are out there just going like, kick me in the face for money? Yeah. <laughs> this is what I do. You watch enough 70s there's TV. So many there's, stuntmen. There's like three guys that got their ass beat Yeah, on camera, right? You learn William Smith real quick. Nobody's that muscular that takes that many beatings. But Jackie Chan just finds a, a rotating cast of 45, 50 dudes. It's so crazy. It's like I remember watching Drunken Master in that end fight scene with the really tall guy who's kicking him and stuff. I'm like... Why is this guy not in every Jackie Chan movie? <laughs> yeah. Why are they showing up everywhere? Yeah. So, yeah. Then I'm like, where, where's Angelo been this whole time? He doesn't do as much of the karate stuff. He mostly just gets his ass smacked. Yeah. He's Some he's, guys just he's the clown. He gets, his, he gets punched in the face a bunch. He's perfect. A lot. But he's like a French clown. He's kind of like this weird, like, <laughs> They're whoa, all whoa, whoa. I don't know. Uh, so I'm, exaggerated. New York it's gang perfect. life is so colorful. And they perfectly captured the colors. Yeah. They didn't capture any of the singing or choreography that they and snapping that they that New York gangs have been known for. But this was this See, was that's the on the 90s, west side, this right? Is, yeah. yeah, this is like Alphabet City, <laughs> right? You know, like like Abel Ferrara, mm-hmm. his neck of the woods. Like that's what this feels like, and uh, like you know, getting a shootout on the dock. Just all the dock stuff was great. The way Jackie segued into the from the docks to the hovercraft. When this when this movie about halfway through takes the left turn into Diamond Heist, that's when I remember, especially being a kid, being like, "Okay, we got something here." Because <laughs> yeah, yeah at, at, after about forty five minutes, it's like I don't know how much more of Jackie Chan kicking the shit out of this Adam Carolla looking guy <laughs> I could I could take. Yes. <laughs> that was a real Carolla. <laughs> and so it's just like, all right, I love seeing Angelo get his face. Pummeled, but uh, what else we got here? And then, yeah, the diamond heist shows up. And they accidentally get into the diamond heist. By the time Jackie's getting pulled very fast behind a really large boat, it's, I mean, it's all in. Mm -hmm. Everything from there on is just ramped up stunt. I don't know how long it took him to film these water skiing stunts. Out there in his jeans and sneakers. (laughs) Just wearing normal man. He just looks like a guy at Costco 
but he's water skiing and getting pulled. Do you see how fast that looked when he was on his back holding on over his head? Yeah. And the fact that he can do that stunt, getting pulled a real-time skiless water skiing, and be funny enough to be able to grab his butt and do the, like, oh! <laughs> yeah, he's doing the, like, Super Dave reactions, like, Whoa! The fact that he's pulling that off while doing the dangerous stunt every time, that's what I love so much about him. He's not just, like, jumping through a shopping cart to avoid a skateboard to the face, but he's also has the presence of mind to be like, oh, I mean, he does it. Johnny Knoxville getting taken one of the worst punches ever from Butterbean and then asking how's Butterbean doing as he's knocked out. You can't teach that, right? Some of these guys just have it. Can't wait for honorary Oscar Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, right. Bring it. Definitely. That kind of charisma and that kind of just humor. Impossible combinations. Like never before seen, right? Even Bruce Lee, as how cool he looked. Once we started also getting to see Bruce Lee movies. Never before. But you never, like cracking. in my memory, you never see Bruce Lee like, uh, it's never a challenge for him. He's so good all the time. That is just kind of the stone face. Maybe I'm misremembering, but no, no, but no much Jackie, more stoic. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. For Less me, show Jack, and ass. Jackie Chan being the guy that's yeah, not the professional ass kicker, but it's just <laughs> the, flying by the seat of his pants. The brilliance of the of the MTV like montage piece that you know I first saw was that they showed errors in with mm-hmm. the actual scenes. So you're seeing him getting his like hands pinched in a ladder. Or I remember the scene oh, from yeah. I remember yeah, the yeah, scene yeah. from these outtakes where he gets stuck in the shopping cart. Yeah. <laughs> when he's jumping through it. It's like the person who assembled that knew that a huge part of the charm is that like, yeah, this guy is messing up in painful ways, but you see the best thing right it. there on camera. Yeah. But just that humbleness. And you're not seeing two minutes of Bruce Lee just like getting kicked in the nuts. Like <laughs> accidentally, right? <laughs> That's, these guys are protecting their image. You aren't seeing, you aren't seeing yeah. The Rock like shit in his pants in the credits <laughs> of his movie, right? <laughs> like, Jackie Chan. If he, if he like jumped off a roof and shit his pants, he's like, That's going. That's in the credits. Oh my God. I can't. I'm now imagining shit. like a. We're putting that in Shanghai Nudes credits. Just yeah, a blooper reel, and then like halfway through, it's like, did, did the Rock shit his pants in that blooper? <laughs> Was that the joke? You know, Intel oh, Statham did uh, that one movie with Melissa McCarthy, Spy, where he's just a fake shitty Jason Statham. Like those guys need those guys. Jackie Chan was always that guy. He was yeah. a clown who was also doing things nobody else is doing. That wall climb into the rolling over the top of the chain link fence. You don't need to see anybody get hurt after that. I've never seen a guy pull that off on camera before. Mm-hmm. These felt like magic tricks. Yeah, even the little stuff. Even just the scene of him and the other guy grabbing the bottles on the pool table. And they're just that that dance they do is just oh, man. so perfect. And then him just falling chest first on the edge of a pool table. And then, yeah. It's all bad spills throughout this whole thing. The jumps are insane. But... The actual action movie stunts are crazy, too. They fired a lot of shots into a police helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, you get a whole like brigade of boats at the end. This uh, this Diamond Heist crew, though, White Tiger's crew of yeah. like ultra 80s bad guys with the suits and the gloves wide, and, the, and the mullets. Wide the range mustaches. of eras always represented in Jackie Chan movies. You ever knew what Man. year... They quite were coming here from. I know. <laughs> they were always presented as new to us. <laughs> like we got the new names and new like presented there. But just like I've never seen clothes like this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Ray's in acid wash and again, his sick wetsuit top. Mm-hmm. What does he just wear that under all the time? Where was that hiding? <laughs> under his denims. But by the time we this movie goes full hovercraft. Him catching up. I was talking George Miller stuff earlier. When he climbs that uh, tower on one boat and kind of pole vaults it mm-hmm. over to a huge bridge abutment, we're on new level. He knew it's like this guy mapped out NYC and was using his <laughs> own little like Tony Hawk playground, right? Yeah. It's like I got to get the bridges of New York involved. Somehow. All of them. All of them. And man, the laughs. When a gigantic hovercraft looks like it's going to run over a bunch of like children, 
on a beach. That's a very that heroic seemed... moment when he's grabbing the kid in slow motion. Yeah. Running from the hub. Chan throwing like a baby aside before getting fully run over. Man, this might be my first hovercraft. It, like seeing what a hovercraft really was even. Is this first like, in this movie. Is this like what nor I've never seen a hovercraft like this. Is this a real vehicle? Is this like a famous New York hovercraft? Everything else is real, so yeah, I have to assume. Cuz this they thing did looks, hovercraft tours or something. This thing looks like a like it's a, a beast. shark riding on a rhinoceros. This it's thing looks beast. like it should not be operated. Yeah. You shouldn't have a vehicle that large that you can go, "Yeah, we're going to pull it up on the beach today." <laughs> This thing goes on land, If too. one thing... Like, if a Zamboni could also go to freeway speeds, I don't think we'd be so willy-nilly about, like, letting those things hang around. Mm-hmm. So it feels weird that this hovercraft is potentially out there. And this feels like a shark I have swimming a new in thing town to being like, I don't know beach. if we can yeah. handle this hovercraft. Yeah, exactly. Somebody that lo- knows more about hovercrafts, please let us know. Let us know. Tell us that those have been I want to know how outlawed. real these things are. That, that seems like a thing like a blimp, where it's like... Well, surely we found out blimps were no good. Yeah, blimp usage went... It, it got limited <laughs> to sporting events. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with the hovercraft like in the parking lot of the Rose Bowl. <laughs> this feels like it's just a loose elephant waiting to cause I a rampage. Like if you ever see a hovercraft, get go the other direction. Just yeah. run. What could be the best... That thing's a no harbinger good. of doom. What's be the good. best case scenario? It's not like seeing the Wienermobile. And if you see it on land, run. I would be especially. terrified if I saw that thing on land. You kidding me? You Just could make a maximum overdrive movie about these hovercrafts. Come around a corner and there's a hovercraft there. I know. You'd be so freaked out. Yeah, I'd be so scared. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What's this doing here? I'd be so terrified. This thing is <laughs> awful. This is a crime against humanity. Nothing that big. All it takes is one guy just going like, you know what? I'm going to get on the beach today. End it all. You know how many crazies are in the hovercraft piloting divisions? Well, and it's like in New York of all places. I know. You're just <laughs> attracting all the kooks, right? What kind of guy you think is going to drive a hovercraft in New York City? <laughs> right? You know what kind of people you're getting? Uh, Don't get me started. <laughs> I didn't know they were a thing, though. And I also yeah. didn't know that it was going to be 25 minutes of this thing just confirming my worst fears. This thing's worse than a tank. Exactly. This have, is Killdozer here. Yeah. But I have no hovers. idea how there was never a hovercraft option in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that is missing. If you could pilot missing. this thing, mm-hmm. this thing could tackle buildings. You notice you didn't see the two towers in this one. Makes you think. <laughs> this is setting it. You, you definitely see the two is towers this in this movie. <laughs> There's about nine different shots. Is this set in a post 9 11 world? No. Pre 9 11. No way. No, it's like in the future of the Bronx, right? You know, like an escape from New York thing. Yeah. Uh, That hovercraft finale was spectacular. All the fights on this hovercraft, a lot of people getting knocked backwards in the mouth. Man, people took some shots to the mouth. I'm not sure how you weren't getting people spitting out teeth. That's a lot of New York City. A lot of rough stuff. (laughs) <laughs> rough behavior this diamond heist gang is just throwing that kid danny around smacking him around that's a little bit much he's just a kid i think some of the best jackie chan outtakes are the ones where he just gets hit in the mouth and does like one stagger step back before like holding his face like ooh, yeah. and then always laughing oh yeah he always is like oh you got me there <laughs> you got me good there that's when, gonna when hurt. johnny knoxville is like applying high voltage to somebody's groin it's not just the voltage it's that gleeful laugh that he runs away with (laughs) when he knows he's gonna also take a high voltage to the groin Mm -hmm. there's a give and take right jackie chan knows do you think jackie chan inspired jackass do you think they were like if this guy can do it i mean all he's doing is just basically getting beat up for entertainment and they look at each other they're like we beat each other up all the time of course. I mean, 1995, this is pre-YouTube. Where else are you going to see high stunt outtakes? Mm-hmm. What kind of video? You know, you have skate videos of guys uh, landing on guardrails or whatever. Right. Those things had studs, but you had to actually skateboard. Jackie Chan had a lot of jumping off things. He did it really, really well. But at the end, like, you're willing to jump off something pretty high and film it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all backyard yeah. wrestling was a thing. I know friends that did some very dangerous oh stuff God. that their parents would not want them doing. 
my kid's already like climbing on tables and stuff when he shouldn't. I'm very worried about yeah, man, him kids growing ju- up and just like jumping off. Kids jump off things. I jumped, everything. I jumped off our roof into our pool. Yeah, oh, not I, a guaranteed leap. I I but remember. When, uh, man, you're you can't you can't argue if you're impressing girls. Sorry, just Do you for, have a roof to jump off. But like, I'm not I'm not doing it to impress anyone when I'm a kid. I'm just jumping like over. Uh, the couch or something just for fun yeah just for personal fun and then when you smash your knee in that way where it feels like it's just gonna fall off Mm -hmm. and you're like i guess i won't do that that particular (laughs) jump again we all have to set our physical boundaries right (laughs) trial and error yeah and i'm positive that people saw jackie chan and said i could do a clumsier version of this i I could push my physical boundary a little yeah if this guy can do it now that they outright you know market gopro cameras to kids yeah, that kind of stuff. Mm. Man, we would have filmed some dumb stuff. We were doing stuff with shopping carts before we knew what jackass was. You kids see a shopping cart, a thing that can roll, they're plentiful, and can hold a human body. Kids are going to put two and two together. Yeah. Kids know how to hurt themselves and try dumb things. So, but yeah, once you're seeing the outtakes, once you're seeing the best are more humanized. Mm-hmm. Smart move to humanize yourself with these outtakes. None of this, you know, nobody was else was offering a look behind the curtains when a stunt didn't work. Right. That's He's a man of the people, I think is what you can say about Jackie Chan. Yeah, it's a brilliant move. You're mm-hmm. marking yourself to a new crowd. You're different. Yeah, you fall down, but you get back up, even when you have to craft a fake sneaker to fit over your cast. Yeah. Got the thumbs up, though, at the end. Good, mm-hmm. good freeze frame on the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> like double freeze frame kind of yeah oh i love it what and then and then just uh this movie is so much fun little like the kids wearing like a bart simpson shirt there's like captain america posters in the room i just uh the details of the gang's hideout is very much like a lost boys like very much wonderland of hanging out around this you know ghost ship <laughs> warehouse looking kind of place <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah Man, nothing was, but great vibes. It was such a great little like, yeah. Watching this now, I feel like this is a good movie that I'll watch every twenty years, perfect. And then just be like, oh yeah, the nineties, man. Yeah, nineties New where York City at. culture. You know, you're five years away from the whole scene changing. Suddenly, there's like a tech bubble. Suddenly, you know, people are moving into Brooklyn. Yeah. Right, you know, it's starting to this get pre gentrification. Exactly, right. Yeah. So this is a look at New York the City, the Wild Bronx. You know, when you could, when artists could still thrive there. Yeah. Right, you know, New York wasn't as cool to be in in the '90s. That scene hadn't, you know, that, that hadn't had a scene in a while. There's no '90s New York we, bands. We do see a cool like concert with uh, Nancy dancing in a cage with a tiger. True. Yeah. So some of the there, music is present. That there. scene was there. We get that, that one drummer there. that yells out hovercraft. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like the end of uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, basically. You just get that thing dragging like him around. Like Twisted Sister. Yeah. <laughs> well, like we, were, we were watching another New York City movie, uh, Vampire's Kiss. Mm-hmm. And that's got ESG playing at a club. Like <laughs> one of the coolest dance rock bands, like Pioneers, right? And so this one, you just get some like wedding rock band. Yeah. You know, they just got somebody put them out in New York. Harbor. But they play through the hovercraft wind blowing in their face. That hovercraft was messing up that dock. But yeah, they were not preparing for those winds. Nancy dancing in the cage with the tiger. I was like, I think that tiger can get her. <laughs> <laughs> those bars are not close enough. That no. tiger's paw is getting through. This movie had that great danger. The yeah. way through, even with the slapstick, like there was danger. These people, these bruises were real. It's all there. The hovercraft scene goes it's all on, on the so screen, long, man. and it's so worth it. <laughs> it's crashing over cars. It hits so many people. It hits that one villain with his golf outfit. It strips that guy buck naked. Okay, so they stop the bad guys in the hovercraft, and the cops are like, "You know what, Citizen Jackie Chan? <laughs> if you'd like, we'll let you use the hovercraft to attack." The white tiger guy on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. We condone this. We're in on it together. We're all in disguise at the golf course. This ending, when they let him, like, this is like The Simpsons where he's like, kid, this goes against everything in the rule book, but would you cover us? <laughs> like they're, they're like, go get him, Jackie Chan. This, You've earned it. I have to imagine those cops were also, it's like seeing aliens for the first time. 
Then you're just like that hovercraft. Nobody had seen anything like that before. <laughs> to give man, how did he know to pilot it? Even? Yeah, Jackie Chan just suddenly puts on the ear muffs and just pilots that thing. What kind of license do you have to get for that thing? I don't know. I need to know more about this Frankenstein creation. I, I think White Tiger's got a real case on his hands if he ever finds out that the cops were not driving that hovercraft. It's just some guy. They're always wearing their black tie formal, but then they're just doing something stupid like drive a giant hovercraft. <laughs> you make such aesthetic choices as when you form your gangs, right? Yeah. If we formed our gangs, we just have beards and sweaters. That's, yeah. That is that does feel like a podcast. That's gang. pretty much our gang right now. So yeah. So I guess we can get a little more piratey with it. We can look like we're in Adam and the Ants. But <laughs> Rumble in the Bronx holds up. I don't know what Jackie Chan wouldn't hold up, mm-hmm. right? I don't really. I'm not as amped for Rush you know, Hour, I guess. Even but. even the bad Jackie Chans, or not the bad, but the the lesser. There's always like a cool scene or a cool ending. Yeah. There's a. I, I don't remember which one it is, but there's one where it's like it's okay, but then at the end, there's like one of those giant Earth Mover tractors where the wheel is like twenty feet tall. It's like they have that in the scene. It's like it's very well, there's. Cool. I mean, there's. It's no different than just having. How certain guys like character actors, if you know, it's like, oh, yeah, he's in three scenes of this movie. That's worth seeing, mm-hmm. you know, or like Ray Harryhausen stuff. It's like, well, they talk about science for 70 minutes of this movie, but there's like 10 minutes of Ray Harryhausen. Animation. Exactly. There's always that one scene. Yeah. Jackie Chan. Yeah. He gives you that one. Exactly. The, the Harryhausen. Like there's got there's going to be an octopus on a bridge. <laughs> You're going to get something. something really cool. Yeah. Right. So no matter what else happens, to these Jackie Jones, you don't even have to follow much of this. Truthfully, I mean, I could have. I could have not followed the trials and tribulations of Danny or this family or anybody in this Bronx. And there's a whole sub uh, subplot of the woman who he's helping with the store and her store keeps getting destroyed and that they, they literally destroy it with the uh, tow truck. Yeah. I, Oh man. If, if none of that had been fun, they had no other stunts, you know, there's going to be at least one 10 to 15 minute blowout. Mm -hmm. He's a professional, but this thing is wall to wall, man. Major. This this yeah. this is a nonstop rumble. This is a good this this was like a obvious this is some a top good tier. Jackie Chan. This yeah. is top tier, right? This is better than the best Brandon Lee. Stuff. And you know it had to be for for the crossover to work. Yeah, they had to go big. You got to put them in to Big Apple, and you got to just show them things they've never seen before. I don't. I wish I remembered clearly the details of how we all collectively Village of the Dam style knew who Jackie Chan was, but. This guy deserved a crossover. Mm-hmm. It's amazing it took till 95 for this guy to catch on. Yeah, it's so weird to go back and be like, he was in Cannonball Run or, or uh, whatever, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, it's like, wait, he was in movies 15 years before this? Yeah. Then we're seeing Operation Condor in 1998. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Got, got here eventually. Honorary Oscar. Deserved it. Absolutely. Pick any one of his 120 movies at random. You're going to see something that you haven't seen in any other movie. Came to this. Did come to this. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thanks for listening. <laughs> the first of many Jackie Chan's. Many I feel Jackie like Chan's. Now. Yeah. Uh, Happy birthday, Dan. <laughs> and good night.